Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Here's who we're adding for week 14 next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier to talk about the waiver wire for week 14 on Tuesday morning. But first, some thoughts on the Buccaneers win over the Saints on Monday night. And I've got to start with what I think has been one of the most dispiriting trends of the past month or so. And that's the continued uh, struggles of Alvin Kamara. He had 12 carries, two catches in this one. He's just been a complete non-factor. For fantasy really over the last month or so do you, do you have any good explanation for it i mean mark ingram had five catches in this one Kamara had two do you have any good explanation any reason for optimism here no explanation no reason for optimism chris i don't understand it this is the best wheel route running running back in the nfl he made a living off of that with drew Brees. they don't even run those routes with him they don't run any vertical element there's no more vertical element to his route running which was mm-hmm. a big factor there's no setup screen game. There's no design to get him the football in that sense. So I have no explanation, but I've been down on Kamara for a long time now because I saw the writing on the wall with this. Yeah. This is not the Sean Payton offense, no matter how, you know, no matter who's still left on in that coaching room. And that's a big problem for Kamara. Yeah, from weeks five through eight, he averaged 145 yards per game. And since then, he's had no games with more than 12 carries and only one with more than four catches. Just don't really understand the usage frustrating for someone who has a lot of Alvin Kamara on his teams and it's really letting me down at a bad time in the season but it's a it's interesting on the other side of the ball we've got those two running backs Rashad White and Leonard Fournette they split touches pretty evenly Fournette 10 carries uh, for 49 yards Rashad White nine carries for 21 yards White had six catches on eight targets and a late touchdown Leonard Fournette six catches on seven targets do you think this is just a 50-50 split moving forward I think so. I think they're going to go ahead and do what uh, Coach Todd Bowles said, which is ride the hot hand. Now, I thought both of them looked pretty spry and pretty good tonight. I thought they were two of the bright spots for that offense. But I will say this about the Bucks, man. I don't know why they wouldn't at this point look at the game film and be like, we need to be a hurry up offense almost yeah. all the time. And the only way to generate offense with an offensive line that banged up and that bad is hurry up and especially with a quarterback like Brady can operate. So if that's the case, then you kind of wonder like, okay, well, will they just leave Leonard Fournette on the field until they kind of regroup in the red zone? Like we saw on that game winning drive and they could sub in Rashad white after the timeout. But it's like, if they're running a lot of no huddle, a lot of tempo, a lot of hurry up, it probably will be more of a lean toward Fournette. So that's where I would lean. But I do think, you know, if they can stay ahead of the game script, it will be more of a 50, 50 split. I think they're probably both in that kind of low end RB two discussion moving yes. forward. Um, you know, maybe a little higher in PPR, but not a lot of value in non PPR in this offense at this point. It's not a lot of touchdown opportunities. This offense really struggling to move the ball. Uh, let's move on to some of those Week 14 waiver wire targets. You can make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today to get a full breakdown of the waiver wire and make sure you read Jamie Eisenberg's column on CBSSports.com. But First, let's talk about some of the quick news items that you need to know about. Joe Mixon should clear the concussion protocol for week 14. Samaj Piran has obviously been 
awesome in Joe Mixon's stead. Do you think there's any chance Samaj Piran has a lingering role uh, with Joe Mixon coming back? I think he will have more of a lingering role, uh, a lingering role. Sure. I don't, I don't think it'll be like the Rashad white Leonard Fournette split. I mm-hmm. think it'll still be Mixon's backfield, but I don't think they can take P Ryan off the field fully after what he's shown. He's looked really freaking good independent yeah. of any of his teammates and any of his cast. He just looks good. He's at burst. He's, he creates a ton of force, uh, you know, yards after contact. So yeah, I think he'll still have some kind of role. All right. Le- Lamar Jackson seems unlikely for week 14 dealing with that knee injury. How would you compare Tyler Huntley against Pittsburgh versus, say, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Tom Brady? Those are the three guys I have ranked right ahead of him in my Week 14 rankings. It's a tough one there because I don't love Huntley with with this offense without Rashad Bateman or Marquise Brown from last year. There's just nothing going on there. The offensive line has been denigrating for a while now there in Baltimore. Uh, Bronnie Staley's not fully back this year. He's down to their third string left tackle last week. Right, and they hadn't. Then that's what happened. They did move him out of lineup and go down. So it's just like a lot of injuries there. I don't love them, but I don't like Daniel Jones against the Eagles, <laughs> Tom Brady and Desha- Deshaun Watson's film looked unbelievably bad. Now I yeah. think part of that is he doesn't have any chemistry with these receivers. They were running very basic routes, but man, did you, I don't know if you got a chance to watch. He was oh, yeah, short hopping balls, bouncing passes. So I can't start him with any confidence. I think I'd lean Brady. Yeah, I, I think Huntley's right in that mix. If you're desperate, you know, I, I think like him versus Jared Goff, I think I'd probably rather go with Jared Goff, but he's in that range, the the mid to low end uh, QB2s for week 14 if you need a Justin Fields replacement in particular. And let's quickly go over some of the top waiver wire targets. And how about this at running back? Would you rather add James Cook, who uh, had the best game of his career in week 13 for the Buffalo Bills or DJ Dallas with Kenneth Walker dealing with kind of a weird, vague foot injury that, you know, Pete Carroll downplayed, but Pete Carroll always downplays every bad, bad bit of news. So you have no idea how serious it actually is. Who would you be prioritizing as of now? Yeah, first time I ever heard the term jammed ankle to describe an injury, but that was how they described the Walker injury. I would be yeah. prioritizing James Cook. He's a talent I loved coming out of Georgia. I saw a runner who had very similar vision cuts as his brother Dalvin Cook, knew how to press the hole, and we saw it last week. He's not just a receiving back, so mm-hmm. I would prioritize James Cook for sure. I like him a lot. And then if you need a wide receiver, would you rather have Michael Gallup or Nico Collins? Gallup for sure for me. Now, Nico Collins has some really good underlying trend uh, stats. Jacob Gibbs posted some to them. He's drawing an insane target rate and target share, but I just feel like I trust the offense more in Dallas, and I like Gallup's talent there. Yeah, the thing with Nico Collins is if you believe in the talent, he is averaging nine targets per game over his past four since coming back from that groin injury. Brandon Cook's obviously dealing with this injury and not really involved in the offense all that much, even when he was healthy. So, The problem is he has a 53% catch rate and (laughs) 9.3 yards per catch over those four games. So, you know, this offense in Houston, kind of a mess right now. Don't expect it to get much better, whether it's Kyle Allen or or Davis Mills at quarterback. So, yeah, I think Mike Gallup, a little bit of a better opportunity in Dallas. And I don't really think even if they sign Odell Beckham as that visit's happening right now as we speak, I don't think that's really going to make much of an impact before the rest of the uh, regular season. So not too worried about that. That's going to do it for FFT and 5. Like I said, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today for more on the waiver wire. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. 
For the last four years, I have been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.